Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today to get into the Word of God, talk about it. And I pray you'll be blessed and encouraged, motivated, inspired, and yes, even challenged in our obedience to the Lord. We've been talking about the education of our youth. And this morning, I want to finish this brief series I've done over the last few days and talk about decisions we need to make as parents in how our children are to be educated. We've been looking, we've seen quite a bit of from one of our key verses has been Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. Folks, first place, if you want to educate your children well, it starts with the teacher. It starts with the teacher, and we've talked about how, as parents, we are the primary teachers. I don't care what kind of educational, formal education you choose, public school, private school, homeschool, whatever kind you choose, parents, you are still the primary teacher. Your your intentionality or your passivity will show up in your children. If you're passive, they'll get it they'll get it elsewhere, but they will be lack they'll get they'll fill it with someone else, but they'll be lacking what they should have had. If you're intentional, no matter you you will be the primary teacher, and you're meant to be. So these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. And whoever's the teacher of your children, you want them to have the word of God on their heart. It's got to be you to start with, but whoever is entrusted with the education of your children, you better make sure they have the word of God on their heart. The mouth will speak out of what fills the heart, Jesus said. If they've got sin on their heart, if they've got the flesh on their heart, if they're filled with anger, bitterness towards God or towards others, if they're filled with their with sexual lust, Whatever is filling their heart is going to come out of their mouth. So be careful when your children, particularly as they're in their formative years, as they're developing in their understanding, that again, their mind is a blank slate. And when whatever you're writing on it, make sure that whoever's influencing the most are people who have God's word on their heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons. Don't be passive. Be diligent. Even if it seems weird, even if it seems out of place. I thought we were talking about the weather or sports or something. And how now you bring up God. Okay? Be diligent. Take the initiative. Don't be passive. You shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. I can't think of many other times. Either sitting down in your house, you're walking around, you're lying down, you're, or you're getting up. That's kind of encompasses life. And that's where we are to be teaching. Again, this is not just formal education. Education's always going on. Remember, children are watching us. I've been involved in college ministry for many, many years. And it would surprise you. of The people who come out and heckle me, how many of them were raised in Christian homes? How many of them even have names like Elijah or Noah or, or I guess, Habakkuk? I haven't met someone named Habakkuk yet, but they have biblical names. And you know their parents had high hopes for them when they were born and dreams and aspirations of these people being honoring to God. 
and yet something happened. And it, very well, the education, whether formal or informal, whether were they received uh, the messages they received that caused them or that, that contributed to them not embracing the faith. Now, let's be honest. People make their own decision. They're free moral agents. They're not our robots. We can't program them. But we can have a tremendous influence upon them, and that's what we want to have. So we want to, those who instruct them, we want them to have the Word of God in their heart. Notice I'd like to speak this morning about a God-centered education. Proverbs 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord, what's that mean? A reverence for God, a respect for God, an honor for God, a, a an upholding God in a high position. God's not just kind of like the man upstairs, or he's not just like my buddy, or my friend, or my genie in the bottle, or the one there to answer my every wish and desire. No, it is an understanding that God is God, and we're not that God is God and we're not. This is a fundamental issue that all human beings have to figure out sometime. There is someone greater than them. In our culture today, it seems like, we talk about the culture, but the reality is human nature to think I'm number one. Look out for number one. It's me. I'm, I'm the key. It's all about me. No, we know better, don't we? part of maturing and growing in life. I mean, a child may think it's all about them, but as we grow and mature, we realize it's not all about us. And somewhere along the line, the earlier the better, we better realize it starts with God, the fear of the Lord. That's the beginning of knowledge. You want to have real knowledge, real wisdom, real instruction, real understanding? You've got to start with God. You don't start with, with what research degrees they have or what college degrees they have or what letters follow their name. Now, this is not bad. It's not wrong, but it's not the beginning. It's not the foundation. And if that foundation is not there, then it's not true that the true knowledge and wisdom that will, that we want to be instructing people in. Many people have the great degrees and accomplishments Without a foundation, it's like building a roof without laying the foundation of the house. And this is who many of our instructors are. They don't fear God, not, not only in our colleges, but in our regular schools. They don't fear God. They don't love God. They don't, they've not submitted themselves to God. They don't see that God is the Lord of all. They don't believe that God is more important than them. They have a different worldview, a different understanding of life. They don't fear God. And, and if you want your child to be truly wise and truly successful, let their teachers be people who fear the Lord and teach your child the fear of the Lord, the respect for God, the reverence for God, the honor of God. From him, through him, and to him are all things. This is fundamental to success in life, fundamental to living life as you are created. But Romans 1.28 and Romans 1.18 through the end of the chapter is such a commentary on modern society, dare I say a commentary maybe on all society. 
But after they did not honor God as God and give him thanks as the creator, and that's where it all starts to go south, they would not honor God, they would not acknowledge he's our creator, they would not worship him as he deserves. And from there, there's this downward spiral into all kinds of immorality and depravity, culminating in chapter 1, verse 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, one translation says, or a little translation, just as they did not see fit to include God in knowledge any longer. The picture I get is that you have the, the what we call the circle of knowledge. And inside the circle of knowledge is science and mathematics and language and history. And they put in their psychology and their sociology and all these things. And outside the circle of knowledge is God. God is just your opinion. He's not really part of what's true. You can believe in him if you want, but he's not in the circle of knowledge. He's not in what we can, what will acknowledge as true. Whereas as Christians, we believe God should be smack dab in the middle of that circle. All truth comes from God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In the circle of knowledge, put God right in the center. You want to understand mathematics? It sure helps if you believe in God. Why? There are laws of mathematics. Who's the lawgiver? It's God. Where do the laws of mathematics come from? It's God. I can't help but remember a story years ago. I used to write a, a uh, regular column for the University of Maryland newspaper. And these guys challenged me once about, you know, they weren't saying 2 plus 2 is always 4. And so I wrote a column, 2 plus 2 equals 4 always. And indeed, it was uh, the point being in my column, when you reject God, even things that you think are solid and true laws are rejected. My goodness, folks, if, if they're not even sure two plus two is four, what are they going to do when they think is a man a man and a woman a woman? Is a male is a man a male and a, and a female a woman? All this stuff. Once you reject the foundation of our lawgiver, the laws all come into question. And indeed, this is the truth. I mean, it's happening in our culture, rejecting the law of God, rejecting the law of our country. And the Constitution now drawn into, into question. And what does the Constitution say? And being challenged. All the, the, when the foundations are destroyed, what can you do? And the foundations of the foundation, the ultimate foundation is God. Back in the 70s, they had a uh, the, uh, the the phrase question authority, the bumper sticker, question authority. And all authority was questioned. Well, the ultimate authority is God. They weren't just questioning the establishment of government and the church and the family. They're questioning God himself. When God goes down, when when people no longer fear and respect God, it's not long before all the laws from God, laws relating to the family, laws, laws relating to sexuality, laws relating to how we treat our fellow human beings, laws even related to, yes, uh, uh, sociology and psychology and, and mathematics and science, it all falls, it all begins to crumble and, and be questioned. We call it postmodernism. That's how they call it today. But that's really all it is. There's no God anymore. Truth is whatever you want it to be. 
Because they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are improper. Then there are about 20, 21 things listed that have become true of us. I didn't have them written, but let me read them. They're filled with unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, their gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. Wow. That sounds like a lot of what we're turning out from our in our world today. People who, this is how people who don't have God will go. This is how people who think they rule it all and it's all about themselves, this is how they will be. And although they knew the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, they also give hearty approval to those who practice them. I often joke about the daytime talk shows where it seems like you get the strangest, weirdest, most dysfunctional person on there and you talk about them and the audience uh, applauds and cheers and laughs for them. Folks, as Christians, we do our best, we fight our hardest to say God is the basis of truth, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, our God is the, the, the foundation of a proper education. You, l- listen, you, you maybe didn't have this education, I didn't have this education, and I turned out fine, shall we say. But the more I really studied Christian curriculum and the more I've grown in my curiosity and knowledge and understanding, I see that to truly understand history, you can understand from God's point of view. It's taught primarily today from a Marx point of view, the rising up of the proletariat against the bourgeois, the oppressed against the oppressor. That's how all of history is taught in our schools today. I grew up kind of learning about wars. Now I see it. It's about God, the movement of God throughout history. Science, our creator, the maker of every scientific law, natural law we've ever discovered. The natural law came from nature's God. This is where it comes from. You really want to understand science? You've got to start with God. Math, so certainly things like psychology, human behavior, sociology, human interaction with others. Philosophy, the search for knowledge and truth, all of these areas, the fear of the Lord, the respect for God, the acknowledgement that there is a God is the beginning of knowledge. And when we take God out of knowledge, look out, look out. So my friends, I just like to say as we complete this series, I believe, on education, I think I've said most of what I want to say. If you have questions, leave them in the comments below. Or drop me, let me know what they are. If I can address them, I'd love to. But we we are in a battle for the next generation. I On the campus, I've been involved in this battle now for 40 years. And I go out there and I see where these ideas are leading. I see what it's causing people to, th- what they're being taught, what they think, and how they act as a result. We are in a battle of ideas. The honor of God is really what's at stake. Oh, I care for our nation. I care for my grandchildren, my children, I care for the future, but the honor of God is really what's at stake. We, our children, all of us are to honor the Lord. The more, the better. The more glory we give him, the better. 
don't limit where we give, where we honor God to just my personal salvation. Get a big view. Get a big view. The truth of God, the love of God, the honor of God, the glory of God, it touches all of life. We want to live that way. We want to teach our children as well. Amen. Father, we give you glory and praise. To God be the glory. Great things you have done. We acknowledge you are our creator. We acknowledge that all truth comes from you. We acknowledge that all the laws of science and mathematics, they come from you. They didn't just happen. You created them. We acknowledge that you're the source of all, of, of all true philosophy and wisdom. We acknowledge that you are the source. You understand human behavior and psychology. How could we ever understand it without understanding our God and that we're made in your image and that you've made us what you've made us to be like and understanding the concept of sin and forgiveness? How could we ever understand psychology? Oh, Lord, in every area, we want to give you honor. How we pray and cry out to you for the next generation of young people to grow up to be mighty in spirit, mighty in wisdom, growing in in favor with God and man, growing physically and growing mentally and spiritually, being mature, being wise, being persuasive, raise up champions for you, we pray, in in a world that honors information, and we live in the information age, raise up some young people who will be mighty champions for you, we pray. We ask these things, we pray this day, Lord, help us, every one of us, to realize we're educators, we're teaching, we're always teaching, and so I pray your word will be on our heart, and we'd speak it day in, day out, all the time, giving you glory, giving you honor. We pray these things, give you this very day to walk in your spirit, and we pray it in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, God bless you. So glad to have you along today. We get into the Word of God and talk about it every day. I hope you've enjoyed this message today and this series. If you stuck with me this long, I can tell you're serious about knowing the Word of God, the will of God, and understanding the ways of God. We come here every day and have talks like this. Every day. It'll encourage you, inspire you. There's so much to learn, so much to grow in. So I invite you to come back day by day. I'm here every morning, 8.30 a.m., and then we, you can watch later in the day. You can come live at 8.30. You can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. But one way or the other, get in the Word of God. Be strong. Be mighty. Uh, get good input. And you can get it here. So I hope you subscribe. Hit the notify button. Become part of our community. Share with your friends. Make a commitment. Come here day by day by day. You know, something will happen. If you make that commitment, you're going to change. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his grace and power. Remember, you had something the world didn't give you. Don't let the world take it away from you. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.